Well, hi there. Welcome back to the Prolific Author Podcast. So today, uh, the episode that I have for you is actually a live coaching, and it is a book metadata audit. I know that's kind of a mouthful to say, but let me tell you how all this came about. I started doing these for the clients I have whose Amazon ads I am running. If you didn't know that I do that, I actually do now. And if that's something you're interested in, there will be a link in the show notes. If you can just book a call with me and we can talk about whether or not it's right for you, it may not be. But anyway, I I would do these metadata audits because in order to get my clients results so that their Amazon ads are converting and making sales, everything about their book has to be optimized. So I would start by doing an audit and going through the categories they're in, their covers, their blurbs, sometimes their titles, that sort of thing. And what I started to hear from my clients is that this was really, really valuable and I ought to offer this as a service, kind of an a la carte service to other authors. So I decided that I would try that out and see how much interest there was and I did get a little bit of interest. So some of my clients who who do the audits are willing to let me use them on the podcast. Some are not and that's completely up to them what they're comfortable with. But today um, we're talking about Jack Ori's book and he's always, he's actually been on the podcast before as a coaching client. So he's always a good sport about letting me uh, use our interviews on the podcast. So thank you to him for that. Yeah, so you are going to hear me go over all of his metadata for his book and make some suggestions for why it might not be converting as well as he would like. This is one episode that you actually may get some benefit from watching, so I will make sure that I put the YouTube link in the show notes. And the only reason for that is because I actually share my screen with him and kind of show him different covers and it just might be beneficial for you to see what I'm seeing and and what we're actually talking about. Um, So you just have that option if you want. It will be on YouTube so that you can see my screen. So without further ado, let's jump in to the call and I will be back at the end with a few follow-up thoughts. Welcome to the Prolific Author Podcast. Let's face it, readers read fiction to feel emotion and be transported and transformed. In this ongoing digital revolution, where online marketing is always in flux, the only way to create a sustainable author business and live off your royalties is to write transformational stories, market at every stage of the author journey, and cultivate a loyal audience of readers. Fortunately, there's never been more opportunity to make a living as a fiction author. Hi, I'm Liesl Hill, USA Today bestselling author and story clarity coach. When I'm not dictating my own stories about dragons, serial killers, and dystopian worlds, I help other authors write their own transformational fiction, position them as bestsellers, and market them like pros. Join me on the podcast where I give writing tips, marketing how-tos, story advice, and interviews with other authors who are in the trenches just like you and making it work. We are prolific authors. Okay, so um, I did an audit on your book's metadata. Um, So basically what I go over is I look at the cover, the uh, categories, and then also the blurb. Okay. So um, in terms of categories, I actually think they're good. Um, I like all the categories you're in. I didn't see any that I was like, whoa, it shouldn't be in there. So I I think you're really good on the categories section. Okay. Now I'm going to, um, you said that you're getting, or at least when you did, uh, ads, you're getting clicks, but not conversions, right? You're not right. actually making sales. Yeah. Okay. So I am going to actually share my screen with you so I can show you some things. Okay. Okay. So um, I pulled up three of the categories that you are ranking in, which are the um, young adult about depression and mental illness. And I guess we should um, preface this by talking just 
a line or two about what your book is about. Your book is a young adult book that deals with sexual assault and um, kind of those kinds of issues. So you are ranking in depression and mental illness. You are ranking in, what is this one? Uh, young adult fiction about self-esteem and then um, about sexual abuse. Now, um, I can I can tell you that one of the problems is probably your cover. Okay. Um, and let me show you why. If it will, there it goes. I'll get through my, uh... there we go, okay. So this is your cover here and it's um, it's very light colored, pastel colored. Now, I, I like I said, I pulled up these three um, categories so that we can kind of compare. So in the depression and mental illness one, and you know, you'll have to disregard, some of them are obviously um, fantasy or obviously romance, yeah. you have to disregard those. Yeah, that's an but, issue I always find when I look at any YA category, there's always fantasy that I'm like that. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, so for one thing, you do have an illustrated cover instead of like pictures. And that doesn't bother me too much. I will say that it's not super common in these um, categories. It's like maybe 10, 15%, but I mean, that's okay. Some of them that are on the top 100 are illustrated. So that doesn't bother me too much. But if you look at a lot of these, there's a lot of color contrast and there's a lot of, especially black and white or well, I guess it's just a black and other colors. So we've got like black and red black and green. Um, see, this one's illustrated here, but we do have a lot of color contrast there. Um, those look like they're uh, or, uh, romance. Um, but you can just see that there's a lot of black and white. And when they are lighter colors, we just have a lot of different colors going on so that there's a lot of contrast. Um, let's look at a different one here. This is the self-esteem. Um, kind of the same, like that actually looks like it could be in your uh, wheelhouse, but you, we've got like pinks and oranges. Um, and, and a lot of it too has to do with what the cover, I mean, part of it is the color contrast, but what the cover conveys. So like this is actually got a lot of light in it, it's life on hold, but it does convey that she's upset, that she's not very happy, you know, that you're dealing with some kind of dark issues here. Um, let's see, that's fantasy. There's another one that's illustrated, but again, with lots of color. Um, and there we go. So we've got really popping reds there. That one's illustrated. Um, this doesn't really have a picture. Actually, that's a uh, traditionally published. So the one that I think that you really ought to focus on most is the young adult fiction about sexual abuse, because that is very specifically what your book is about. So yeah. once again, we have the colors here, we have the red and the orange and then the dark down here, here, we just have like the dark and the light. Um, but this, it, you know, it sends a really clear message. Um, this is another one, this, this actually may be uh, romance, but you can see once again that she just doesn't look very happy and you have the purple against the black and white. Um, kind of the same thing there. Through a few more of these, a lot of dark and light. Here's some more um, that are either illustrated or you know possibly that one, but again, we've got all the colors. So, okay. So you get the idea. This is the kind of thing, um, if you want to rank highly in these categories, then you need to make your cover look a lot more like these. Okay. And if we look at your cover, find the right one. Um, to me, it just doesn't really convey the darker side of the issues that you're dealing with. This is actually very happy. It's very light, um, which isn't bad. I mean, it's, it's a lovely cover, but it's just not really encapsulating the genre very well. Um, and then she doesn't look terribly upset about anything. She looks kind of like ho-hum. So, you know, do whatever you want with your cover. Um, I would also recommend, 
you, you can actually see this writing pretty well, but I would move it up because it feels like it's kind of in front of her face. So I don't okay. know if you want to have your cover designer tweak some things. I mean, you could still use this cover, but maybe add in some darkness, you know, some, some more color contrast, um, that sort of thing. So the problem is if people are thinking, you know, I didn't find that other one. There was one that I wanted to, oh, it's just, I just didn't go down far enough. So this is called the raped babysitter. So obviously that's dealing with sexual abuse too. And you see how dark that is. It just conveys that this is a dark issue and your cover kind of just doesn't. And so if people are looking for that kind of thing and they see your cover, it's just not going to appeal to them that much. So that's part of the reason why you're probably not getting too many um, conversions off your ads. Okay. Um, so that's one thing I would recommend. Now the, um, the blurb, your, your blurb is, uh, um, it's kind of interesting because when I first read it, I went, oh, that's, that's a pretty good blurb. I think it, it portrays what's going on really well. But then when I really started picking it apart, I kind of found some things that were lacking. So it's just kind of funny how that happens. We can think that the blurb is awesome and, and, and maybe there's, we're not seeing all of it. So my number one question about the blurb is, um, I think you do a really good job telling us what the book is about. And I'm assuming that the, the assault happens fairly early in the book. Yes, like, chapter two. Okay, great. So you, you do a really good job of conveying that. And that is pretty much um, our inciting incident, which is good. But I'm wondering, I also don't get a sense of the stakes of the story so much. So I want to know what she is doing to heal from it. Um, you talk about um, as she struggles to put her identity back together, she must decide who she wants to be, the quiet girl who doesn't rock the boat or the bold advocate for herself and other survivors. So what is she doing to reaffirm her identity, right. first of all? Right. So it goes through like the first act, like the first third of it. At first, she tries to keep it to herself and tries to just go on. And then she realizes that she can't talk to her best friend. So she tells her friend what happened. And then her friend um, accident accidentally tells other people without thinking because her friend goes and confronts the girl that she went to the party with and yells at her basically yells at her in front of the whole school that yeah. her fault that this happened and so now people know that she didn't want to know and so mm -hmm. then she so then like she's so for the first part of that she's trying to navigate that and trying to navigate like who does she want to tell what what does she want to do and then towards the middle of the book after she starts talking with brad she starts going out with Brad and she starts being more assertive about who she really is. And at a certain point when she gets bullied, she decides she's going to, uh, she goes to her meeting and she, in front of the meeting, she said, basically says, before I go off the meeting, I want to set the record straight about what happened. And she tells every, and she tells the people at the meeting. And then this girl comes up to her after and says to her, something like this happened to me too and talks to her about it and what ends up happening is that her, she makes some new friends who are encouraging her to put together an assembly for the school about sexual assault awareness and she ends up trying at, at a certain point also her parents push her to see see counseling and she does see a counselor for like part of the mm -hmm. story as well and then there's a the whole issue of her old friends don't really understand what's going on and don't like the changes she's made and are trying to pull her back and her new friends are pushing her in this direction and she has to decide which way she wants to go. And she also is dealing with, um, she called, her friends call her mouse. And so after the assault, starting after the assault, she starts seeing herself as two separate people as Hannah 
who wants to do something about this and mouse who is scared just wants to stay quiet so is uh so there's a lot of internal stuff that goes on like uh like she'll like her friend will say something that she doesn't like and she'll want to say it's okay but then she'll be like no that's mouse's idea i don't want to right and so she's like pushing herself to speak more she's pushing herself to express who she really is more she's pushing herself to do the things she wants to do and not just what her friends think she should be doing okay so what would you say then if i were to say um let's see she's struggling to put her identity back together what would be the consequence if she's not able to do that if she's not able to do that, she's just going to stay mouse, then she's going to end up just spiraling down into depression and self-destruction, that kind of thing. She, okay. Yeah. Okay. So um, when we talk about doing, I'm going to pull up this, I don't know if you can see this, but I will send it to you. Um, when we talk about the blurb, we really need to keep it pretty concise. And these are the main questions that we want to answer. Sorry, okay. I've got jets flying over my head. Um, you know, who is your main character? What does he or she want? Who or what stands in their way? Um, what will they do in order to get what they want? And what is at stake? I've got this as he, but this will be she if she fails. Um, okay, so you do the first part pretty well. You've got 16-year-old Hannah, but I just kind of shortened it to a shorter sentence. Um, you know, she just, she is determined to prove that she's not her mother. But I had a hard time with, you know, what the stakes were and everything, because like I said, the, the assault is kind of what happens in the um, inciting incident. And right. so that becomes, uh, I, I mean, don't get me wrong. That's a, a really good thing, but it's kind of just the jumping off point. So here, let's see if I can kind of give you some suggestions here. You've got her shy, sweet persona involves all these things that she does, and it does not involve dating Brad Ashton. And I even think you could maybe bring him in, but a little bit later, because one of my, one of my questions was whether he was the one that did the assault, but I'm assuming not that somebody she's actually going to have a romance with. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Cause there's a whole subplot about how hard it is for her to have this romance, not only because her friends disapprove of it, but like at certain points, like there's a scene where they're they're running the track together and she trips over her shoelace and he tries to catch her and she has this automatic reaction of like get off me and so there's a lot of stuff like that that's going on as well okay So I'm going to kind of rewrite some of this, but of course you can tweak it however you want it. I'm just kind of giving you some suggestions. One thing with blurbs is most of the time we don't need to be as specific and detailed as we think we do. And believe me, I've been there. I've been the person with thousand word blurbs before. Um, but so I just kind of brought this down. You can, you can actually probably leave in a little bit more about her persona, but I just changed it to, um, to prove that, which is an off jump from this sentence. 16 year old Hannah is determined not to be, or not to turn into her mother to prove that she joins student groups and hangs out with friends who share her wholesome values. So again, you don't necessarily need to name the groups. Um, it just becomes kind of fluff when it's in the blurb that way. Um, and then let's see, I had already kind of rewritten this against her better judgment. She agrees to attend a college party. Her innocence is shattered when she wakes up the next morning to realize she's been drugged and assaulted. So that's kind of the, the inciting incident or the backstory. So now we have to get to what she wants and what stands in her way. So it would probably be something like, um, um, oh, you know, you had this line at the beginning 
I, I forgot to go over this when you said everything exactly the same as it was before she'd gone to the party. It was only her that was different. Is that supposed to be coming from her after the assault? Like she's trying. Yeah, to that's actually a, that's a, yeah, that's actually a quote from chapter three or four. OK, so that actually might be better, at least the idea of it down here. Um, like something like she wants nothing more than to go back to how things were before the assault. But, and what is standing in her way? Is she, things have changed. She's having nightmares. You know, what, what is it? She can't stop thinking about it. Right. Like, um, well, it, she's, she's, she realized she's withdrawing from people. She's depressed. She um, realizes that she can't maintain her relationship with her friends because they don't know what happened. So she can't talk to her best friend without, talking about what happened to her and then she's also then once that happens she's also getting bullied and and people calling her slut and calling her a hypocrite because she belongs to a group that encourages sobriety and she went to this kind of party and people think that she got drunk and that kind of thing okay Okay, so I went with, and again, feel free to tweak this however you want to. Um, she wants nothing more, or maybe she, something more like more than anything. She wants to go back to how things were before the assault, but something deep within her has changed. She can't talk to her best friends anymore, and the bullying at school grows worse every day. Um, so what is she willing to do to, let's see, you talk about um, reclaiming, what did you say? I totally lost it now. Okay, struggling to put back together her identity. So um, what what is she willing to do in order to put back together her identity? So she's pretty much willing to push herself totally out of her comfort zone and totally uh, um, let go of her quiet persona. She Okay. Um, so maybe you could say... Um, she realizes she must choose between who she was and who she has oops, She has become in the wake of the assault. And you can put in stuff about her persona there if you want. And then say, um, then we just kind of need to end on the stakes. So something like, um, if she, what did I write down? If she can't, um, rebuild maybe her identity may be doomed to victimhood depression and not that's not a good way to say it and um like not having a voice how would you say that better let's see she may be doomed to victimhood depression and um, maybe silence for the rest of her life Something like that. Okay. So, um, and I, you know, really you could hold this and make it a little bit tighter and, and do it better, but I just kind of try to follow this, this template to make sure that okay. we're getting the basic, what happened, which you, you know, you can kind of tell us, I, I really think, well, I guess I kind of did. Um, you could keep who she is and, and what happened. I mean, I think you do need to mention the sexual assault in the blurb because that can be triggering. People need to know that that's what this is about and be very, very obvious about that, which you've already done. Um, 
but I think you can all, you can do that, who she is and kind of the inciting incident in, in just a sentence or two. And then yeah. we need to focus on her journey through the rest of the book. You know, what's going on, what's happening, how she's trying to fix it and what the stakes are if she doesn't. Um, right. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. So um, if you can, and I think that's, <clears throat> if I can get this page gone. There we go. Um, the blurb, like I said, it's, it's certainly not bad, but I think if you can tweak it so that people kind of understand what the journey is and what the stakes are, that's going to make them want to pick up the book more. And so you should get better conversions if you okay. can tweak both your cover and your blurb. Okay. Okay. Cool. So those were the main things I saw. Like I said, the categories were fine and I will send you this file that I just kind of went through. Um, do you have any other questions or anything else I can help you with? Um, I was curious too, and I don't know if this is something that I could do anything about, but since I do have the reader's note at the beginning and that's in the first thing people see in the look inside, I was wondering if that might be something that's turning people off or. Um, I didn't look at that. What does the reader's note say? Um, it basically, it says, I have a copy right here. So um, I basically say I wrote this book to help empower readers who are dealing with the aftermath of sexual assault or relationship violence. I mean, you can see. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I, I wouldn't imagine that's turning them off. I mean, it's pretty short. It's not like 17 pages of, you know what I mean? It's, it's just a paragraph there. And if anything, I, I don't know, I would think that would help them um, understand the point of the book and, you know, get it, get a little bit of, inspiration about why you wrote it I don't know if, if you're worried about that you could always test it maybe upload a file that has it at the end instead of the beginning and see if that changes any of your sales okay. um but because it's not very long I just I don't know I can't imagine that it would necessarily turn people off right. um I would I would recommend fixing your cover and your blurb first and and see if your sales pick up at all okay. and if they still haven't then you can um do some experimenting with that, move it to the end and, and see if that changes anything. Okay. And the other thing I wonder about the cover is I do wonder if it would be better with like a stock image than with an illustration. Oops. Um, because there are some stock images I've used on a lot of my like Instagram posts or whatever about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I mean, you could try that. Um, so a couple of, and, and actually I, I didn't really talk about the title. The other thing is that the title, it's, it's not bad by any means, but it doesn't have any, um, I think I might've written some down. Yeah, I'll put these in your, um, I wrote these down by hand, but I'll put them in your um, file that I send you. Sometimes for the title, if you wanted to change the title, um, go through books, you know, find, go, go through those categories, like, like the, the one about teens dealing with sexual assault and find books that match yours. Like I said, a lot of them, like we said, are um, fantasy or romance, you know, don't worry about those, but okay. find a good couple of dozen that match yours and start writing down words that you see really often. So some of them that I wrote down are things like life, limited, touch, me, because sometimes the title is like me or I in first person, love strangers, places, and girl, since, you're, since your character is a girl. Um, <clears throat> you might just want to try to put together some words that are more common in the genre or that kind of convey um, the, what, the subject matter that you're dealing with. I know that, I mean, a lot of them probably don't. I mean, there's the, the one that says the raped babysitter, obviously that's, you know, that's conveying it, but reinventing Hannah, it, it could be a romance title. It could be a, um, contemporary 
self-help title. You know what I mean? It, it, it just doesn't in and of itself really, really convey the genre. So again, just, just, you don't have to change it, but just something else to think about. Um, but yeah, you could play around with the cover. You could also do, have you looked into pre-mades at all? Um, no, I haven't. So if you, let me see, I bet I could find some for you. They, they tend to be less expensive. So if you do pre-made book covers, obviously I've searched this before. So you've got 15,000 pre-mades, pre-made book covers here, uh, pre-made book covers and ebook covers. And most of them are like $100, $150 because they're pre-mades. So you can find something that matches the genre that maybe has, you know, like a young woman on the front that has like the dark and the light or the contrast. And then all you have to do is, you know, order it, pay for it, and they'll put your title, your, um, yeah, your title and your author name on there. And it'll look super, super professional um, because they're doing it. So that's one thing that I might suggest. And like I said, they're usually like a hundred bucks, 150 bucks. They're not nearly as expensive as getting a custom cover. So that's something you could look into. Um, I wonder what time is it? We have, we have just a couple more minutes. So let's, let's try to look at one of these and see what it brings us. Pre-made covers. Um, see how it says author names, but they usually will have a title on here. Sometimes it says book title, but even that they would just change it to your title. So we've got, let's go to young adult. Um, some of those look a little bit like fantasy. Yeah, actually a lot of these look like fantasy. That one might be interesting. It kind of looks um, kind of dark and, and like you're dealing with issues, you know? Um, anyway, so you can see they've got like 200 of them. Most of these are yeah, like $55, 65, 100. That's 349, that's a little more. Um, 150, 70. So anyway, the point is they have, is this the one that said they had like 15,000? They have tons of covers here you can look through and then you don't have to do the work, they'll do it for you. So anyway, that's just another option for you if you're interested in that. Cool. Okay. All right. Okay. Uh, anything else I can help you with? No, I don't think so. I mean, I think you give me a lot to work with. Um, you know, it's called reinventing Hannah because it's big. The emphasis is really on how she reinvents herself mm -hmm. and after the rape. And I wanted to differentiate from not from some books I've read where the whole book is about the person self-destructing. Okay. So. Well, I mean, maybe, and this is just a suggestion, it's it's not very common, I noticed, to have the name in the title. So what if you did something like, like, I, I think that's a good thing to have reinvented in there, like you said, so that it's a little bit more positive. But what about, like, girl reinvented or, um, uh, what else did I say? Reinventing... I don't know. None of the other words I worked, I wrote down would really work. Reinventing love. I don't know. Maybe that's a little bit cheesy. Um, anyway, so it, just, just something to think about. I mean, it's not a bad thing to keep her name in there, but it's also not very common in the genre. So you kind of want to stick with the genre conventions in order to get the highest amount of sales, right. but that is completely up to you and your, your creative decision. So. Right. Yeah. Okay, cool. Okay. All right. Well, I will um, send you that file in just a little while here and Okay. Good luck with everything, and I hope you see your sales go up. All right, great. Thanks so much. <laughs> You're welcome. Thanks, Jack. All right. Bye. Bye. Okay. Well, I hope you got some value out of that coaching call. I hope it helps to 
maybe give you some idea of where you might need to make some improvements in your metadata. I will put links to the booklink.net site, which is a really great tool for figuring out your categories. That will be in the show notes. And also, if you are interested in booking a metadata audit for yourself for one of your books, I will put that link in the show notes as well so that you can get me my eyeballs all over your books and maybe we can improve your conversions as well. I think that's it for me today. Go out there and fix your metadata and market your books like a pro. And remember, there is always a market for awesome. See you next time.